everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. We are back in Genesis in chapters 25 and 26 today. We're taking a look at some new characters on the scene. We have uh, the birth of Jacob and Esau in chapter 25. Um, We see the death of Abraham as well as some new promises made to Isaac. We see a lot of some of the same repeated patterns in these chapters that we've seen in previous chapters in Genesis. Um, A lot of the same family decisions which are reflected in this new generation of Abraham's family. So Ryan, what did you notice today? (laughs) Uh, I definitely notice all the repetition. There's a lot of it. Um, and God is going to repeat his covenant to Abraham now to Isaac uh, just twice, like at least twice in these two chapters. I did not realize, um, this is just like me reading through the Bible again. I did not realize how many times God repeats his covenant. Mm-hmm. Like it happens a lot. I used to think it was like, oh yeah, Genesis 12 and Genesis 15. That's like God's covenant with Abraham. But God repeats his covenant to Abraham over and over and over and over. I will multiply your offspring like the stars in the heavens. So now he is repeating it to Isaac. um, And hopefully Isaac is taking this to heart. One of the things, this is goofy extra credit. um, Abraham lived to be 175. Mm -hmm. Ishmael lived to be 137. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to get some of some more of Isaac's story before we see how long Isaac lived. Um, but I do think we're seeing like the degradation of how long people lived. Mm-hmm. It's like slowly I happening across these stories mm-hmm. um, because 137 for Ishmael is like getting closer and closer and closer to what would be more normal today. Typical today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also in these cultures, people who lived long lives uh, were people that were seen as like honorable and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like big parts of their community. So it is important that they list these ages. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like what? I think, well, something that that stuck out to me as far as not necessarily the ages, but like that this promise of like multiplying generation after generation after generation is always funny to me because you see this common thread of being barren um, and unable to or unable to have children. Um, as like a common thread between both Abraham and Sarah, as well as now we're seeing that also with Rebecca and Jacob. And it's interesting to me that this promise of like multiple, or excuse me, not multiple, like many, 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 as many as the stars um, as the offspring coming from these people who thought of themselves as barren. But again, God's faithfulness Like, they prayed over their situation. I mean, Abraham and Sarah, not so much at the beginning, but they prayed over their situation, and God was like, okay, I'm going to bless you with a child. And I think that's, like, super cool. It's just, like, situation doesn't even make sense. Uh, It's interesting with, like, with these women constantly being barren. There's no question that they are praying to God in faith, and, like, God is providing the answer to their prayers, like, in his timing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... It almost has to be that God is working in them, that they need to rely on him and look to him for his provision because there's this constant promise that you're going to be this huge nation Mm -hmm. and they can't have kids. Um, 
Paul is going to play on this theme in the New Testament, and he's going to compare uh, sons of the promise and like sons of our plans. Like basically, he says like uh, Ishmael was a son of human planning, right. and Isaac was a son of the promise. Like we want to be sons of the promise. We want to be the fruit of what God desires, mm-hmm. and not like our own schemes and our own plans. Not that that takes away from Ishmael's importance or <laughs> We're whatever. not. I know that you are but... a fierce advocate of Ishmael. Um, also, when it comes to scheming um, and trying not to scheme, here we have our dear friend uh, Jacob. Yeah, what in the world? It doesn't totally make sense to me that he would lie about Rebecca. I don't get it. I said to Ryan, like, are these men just so prideful that they think they have like these super trophy wives that they have to <laughs> lie about them all the time for Pete's sake? Like, so there is going to be a couple names in this story. We're talking about uh, Isaac. Isaac goes um, into Gerar, and he meets Abimelech and Fickle again. Fickle, Fickle, whatever it was. Um, and he lies about Rebecca. Um, he learned this from his dad, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it could be, just so you know, like we've heard about Abimelech and Feichel before. It could be that these are like um, names of the position, not necessarily names of oh, the person. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like like a pope. When you become pope, right, you right. take a different name. Like it could be that this is like Abimelech the second. It could also be that these dudes are super old. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's and- interesting. They get like really offended. Like they're actually kind well, of annoyed. Yeah. Like, hey, why didn't you just say it? Like, why don't you just tell us so that we could have, like, let people know to leave her alone? Also, if you if you read through the passage and Abimelech is like, I saw you laughing with your wife. <laughs> um, there is some Hebrew that gets lost in English because the way that the Yikes. Hebrew is written, it's like laughing while caressing. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So it, 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 it's a little more explicit than just laughing. Yes, together. it explains why Abimelech is like. I was like, going to say, that seemed like a weird way to cause an effect there <laughs> yes um, but yeah that is it i think that was most interesting to me that he was just more frustrated like why'd you lie yeah like, why won't you just be honest about that and i think yeah. that kind of taints the relationship then moving forward because then they like send them away after a while they fight over a bunch of water which is a big deal yeah i mean you're like right you're, you're, you're in, in the a desert, desert. Yep. water is very important this is like a very valuable commodity it's not like you can just turn on the tap but it and... could have been a much better relationship i think it does level out. They decide to like live peaceably, but right. there is But in that time, there's definitely tension. Yeah. Which is a bummer. So I think as we're reading over these passages, just I mean, we're just reading two passages today and there's a lot of deception in them. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like to me is that um Isaac and Jacob have taken on some of the harmful patterns of deceit from their Father, grandfather, uh, future, Abraham. Previous generations, yeah. So I think, you know, like a lot of times we try to have like a pretty encouraging your part, I think. But mm-hmm. I think the your part for today, and we're going to see this develop as we continue reading these stories. Um, the way that you live your life tends to be replicated by those who come after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really valuable to think about, like we've talked before about integrity. We talked about how Job had sincere integrity. Um you will be like replicating your best traits and your worst traits. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it's super valuable to make sure that you're living a life that honors God 
so that your the next generations that come after you are also honoring God. Like we see that Abraham was deceitful in many instances. We see that Isaac is now deceitful in many instances. We see that Jacob is defeat, deceitful in many instances. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that Jacob is like pretty deceitful, but also gets deceived quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's, that's what sticks out to me as a takeaway is like, man, uh, the life that you live has lasting implications mm-hmm. and it's important to actually think through how you choose to live your life. And unfortunately, sometimes people see those things, <clears throat> those maybe not so great decisions or choices that you make. And actually that impacts your relationship with them too. Yeah, of course. Um, some things that you think might be done in secret or, or whatever are definitely impacting the relationships around you, big yeah. or small. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we're looking at Genesis 27 to 29. Uh, As always, stick around, listen to the reading, or go read it in the the Bible for yourself, but don't take our word for it. Make sure you look at God's word instead. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Genesis 25. Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimron, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan fathered Sheba and Dadan. The sons of Dadan were Asherim, Latushrim, and Lumen. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephor, Henoch, Abida, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. Abraham gave all he had to Isaac. But to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac eastward to the east country. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in good old age, an old man full of years, and he was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, east of Mamre, the field that Abraham purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with Sarah his wife. After the death of Abraham, God blessed Isaac his son, and Isaac settled at Beer Lahai Roy. These are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Abdil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadad, Tema, Jetor, Naphish, and Kadima. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by the villages and by their encampments, twelve princes according to their tribes. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, a hundred and thirty-seven years. He breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt in the direction of Assyria. He settled over and against all his kinsmen. These are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, an Armean of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Armenian, to his wife. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah his wife conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, the older shall serve the younger. 
When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like hairy cloak, and they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore his name was called Edom. Jacob said, Sell me your birthright now. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is the birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear it to me now. So he swore it to him, sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went away. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your offspring I will give these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and I will give your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring all the nations of all the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled near Gerar. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say, My wife thinking, lest the men of the, pal of the place should kill me because of Rebekah, because she was an attractive woman in, in appearance. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of a window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. So Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, she is your wife. How then could you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought, lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have had guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and gained more and more until the day he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants, so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the walls that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are far mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there was a well of spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Esek, because they contented with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he called this name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, 
and we shall be fruitful in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the night, the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham your father. Fear not, for I am with you, and I will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. When Abimelech went to him from Gerar with Ahuzeth, his advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his army, Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do to us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have done to you nothing but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. In the morning they rose early and exchanged oaths. And Isaac sent him or sent them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. That same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well that they had dug and said to him, We have found water. He called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was forty years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.